Everybody and welcome to episode 239 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I am Kurt, joined once again this week by my uh, roughneck co-hosts, Peter and Jake. You want to live forever? <laughs> uh, yeah, this week we are coming at you with the pumpkin spice cruffin edition of the cast. Uh, what's a cruffin? It's a cronut mixed with a muffin. We've we Wait. travel further down the the bakery isn't incest a, hole every day. Isn't a cronut already yeah. a thing? Or already a mix of a mix of like cronut other things? is already a cruller and a donut, and now there are cruffins. What the fuck's a crawler? <laughs> I. <laughs> That's that's how far back I am. I don't I've, know these fancy bakers. Oh, a French crawler? Oh, it's like it's it's like a little kind of it's shaped like a donut, but it's like twisty and it's got a different dough on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But so they made it into a donut, like a now, when donut, you say cronut, donut style. My first thought would have been croissant donut, which no, maybe I don't, I don't know, know if that's delicious or disgusting. I haven't made up my mind on that. Let me yet. find a picture. <laughs> That's what it, yeah, I thought, I thought croissant donut, and I was like, croissant? or like a flaky, flaky donut. Flaky, mm-hmm. flaky Maybe. donut. So this is, this is a cruffin. I can't rely on these donuts, they're too flaky. Not, not the picture of the Japanese bagel head uh, fashion trend. Yeah, is there, there a particular reason? You <laughs> Those are also people who can't wear a mask. Those may be the only people in the world who can qualify. For not wearing a mask. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, the, the one on the left, his surgery didn't even come out well. It's well, that's the and lopsided. Oh, yeah, that's like it's kind of spreading down there. It Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it is not not great to look at. Uh, are, those, like, are these uh, subdermal implants? Yes. Uh, so what Jake and Kurt are currently looking at is the Japanese bagel head trend, which was like mid two thousands. About on this Kurt, um, where they get ba- they get like a silica silicon, uh, I get whichever uh, boob implant thing, but in their head, and then they put a big dimple in it, and that's the that's where the style comes in. Well, it's a good thing they let us listen to because of course, uh, look at this because of course we're coming at you live as always from our respective Thanksgiving places of worship, where we sit down once a year and bless the turkeys down in Africa and frying it or you are, bless birds. You're literally the only bless the one birds down in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> bless them birds down in Africa. Well, yeah, I, I realized I, I was the only one who was home uh, when I was like midway through that. So I was like, oh, for quick change. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we all do? We probably all worship the turkey this Thanksgiving by consuming it. At least somewhat. Even if it was cold cut. I don't care. You do your Thanksgiving the way you want to do it. Y'all, do, do, do y'all do red cabbage? Do y'all do red cabbage? Um, we don't do red no. cabbage. Red cabbage is so fucking good. It's not a. Uh, it looks. 
Huh. It looks the worst, but it's so good. I mean, I've had like red cabbage German, before, like, but it's not a Thanksgiving staple. Yeah, isn't that like normally German, like Oktoberfest? I mean, fare? it's just German anytime fair, basically. <laughs> but it's also it's still the fall. True. True. Yeah, it's still the fall, yeah. and it's still uh, delicious cabbage fried in bacon fat. So, I mean, how can you really miss? Mm. You can't, and that's why I hear much like Kenny Powers, <laughs> you can't miss. Except when you do this, he was. I have never heard of this this show. I and, love this uh, show. Thank you so for much. Turning. <laughs> it was funny because uh, Kristen was watching the first episode with me, and she was like, "This seems like a like a like a very Will Ferrell type humor," <laughs> and uh, she fell asleep, of course, before she could see Will Ferrell and all of his glory <laughs> in white hair. Ah. We are, of course, talking about uh, Eastbound and Down, the TV adaptation of the Will Ferrell Er movie that just that just come it resurfaces like a solar flare every few years. Actually, you do you could you could say that in a Will Ferrell voice. It's like a solar flare comes back every few years, rises to prominence, much like the axis of evil. Oh Enron. I don't understand it. It makes my head hurt. So it is very much a part of my axis of evil. <laughs> That's a classic SNL political <laughs> sketch. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh it's... God. Did he? Did he play Bush on uh, in SNL? Yes, he played W. 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 Uh, classic. He's he's a good he's a good Bush. That he is. I feel like it's slightly taller than Bush was. Bush is a decently maybe, tall guy. He's I don't know. Maybe taller than me. I'm going. I'm looking up the former president. You know who else is tall? Who is who? Uh, a certain dog I know who is big and red, and is named Clifford. As we move on to Treywatch, yay! Where we go through this week's latest and greatest movie trailers that Hollywood and Bollywood and Nollywood and Dollywood have to offer us. And also the Tom and Jerry trailer. And, uh, we talked about Tom and Jerry movie last week. <laughs> I know, you did last week. I'm so, oh, yes. um, uh, just, uh, just to clear the record here, uh, President Bush was six feet tall. Will Ferrell was six foot three, so he is a little bit taller than... Uh, wow! I, You know, it always... The camera takes off like five inches, so... Bush always seemed like a like a small fry, like he was I like he was right about to. Think part of that. I know maybe like all the depictions with, uh, of him. Like, well, it's it's amazing the spread on presidential heights here. You got H. W. Bush was six foot two, Barack Obama was six foot one, Bill Clinton was six foot two. Very tight, tight, tight grouping there. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. I could see Will Ferrell. So like, me, I'm, uh, I'm probably not going to make it. <laughs> I mean, not in modern Coming times. In if you can build a time ten. machine and go back to like the John Quincy Adam days, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. George Washington was like six foot two. Um, I feel like you could also. I could see Will Ferrell in like some sort of character backstage where they're asking about Bush. He's like, "Well, Bush was six foot, and I needed to get the edge on him, so I started wearing pumps to all my doctor's appointments." <laughs> They tell me to strip naked, so I painted them in the nude. So I just had weirdly shaped feet, and that gave me the extra inches I needed. 
I started using a medieval torture device to stretch myself. <laughs> Every day I'd have them crank it by one notch. <laughs> Everyone said I was crazy. They'd feed me dried salt pork. <laughs> Fed me sawdust. If it can stretch out meat, it can stretch out me. They put a little... They put a little Will Ferrell growth chart next to me to measure my progress every day. Once I got an extra inch, they gave me a piece of candy. Uh, we're ta- we're doing this instead of talking about trailers this week because there are two. I I found two. There's one that probably we all saw. I found. But I also found see, a second on. one. I found. I found a third. Um, Ooh. My God! Because the one I mentioned, the Clifford, the big red dog oh, yes, three. trailer, three. wasn't really a trailer. It was a teaser uh, where they just showed off the animation of uh, Clifford, the big red dog. Um, the fuck is there to tease about a Clifford movie? I'll give you all the points. The fucking girl <laughs> and a giant red dog do nothing of consequence. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. What is what is they really the plot show off of Clifford. their friendship? When yeah, they get into there's trouble, not much. There's really Clifford not much. is big for a dog. <laughs> He's so quiet. I mean, we could write you the movie right here if you give us like 30 minutes. <laughs> not even. Get- Which we, we may end okay. up saving that for a, another give episode. Give me a can of monster <laughs> and a fucking line of coke and I'll have it done in 10. Go. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Um, yeah, so that was that teaser. There was... I also saw a trailer for the TV show Mr. Mayor featuring the old guy from The Good Place. I don't, the one with, like, the spiffy white hair. Oh, What's his yeah. face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, like, the new mayor, and he's like, has a daughter. Yeah, he's like, I want to be mayor for like, my daughter. Fuck you, Boomer. <laughs> boomer. Second yeah. time I've yeah. heard that phrase this morning. That phrase is is dead now. It's I. It's amazing how fat. It's like uh, I don't know what's a what's a food that gets digested really quickly. Digested really know. quickly or a goes highly. It's like a highly very quickly. It's like a fiber <laughs> pill. Two different Coffee. things. <laughs> I can give you a lot of foods that will shoot right through you. I can't guarantee that they'll be very digested though. <laughs> Personally, for me, anything milk based, heavy cream, for example. You two have incredible <laughs> lactose Pasta tolerance, Alfred. as in that it's lacking in credibility completely and totally. <laughs> uh, yes. It's a love-hate relationship between me and the, the Ice cream the sandwiches, the kind with the chocolate <laughs> cookies and the vanilla ice cream in the middle. Mm-hmm. Love those to death. Destroy my GI. <laughs> Just... Oh, I got one it. for you. Um... <laughs> What is it? Uh, oh, uh, shit. The um, Captain Crunch, the Oops All Berries shit. <laughs> Does it turn that, in green? Like, Wildberry Captain color. Crunch. Makes yeah. it green, Oops right? Berries. Yeah, it turns your... It makes it green, but it also runs right through me. <laughs> We're talking like, I will get up in the morning, eat a bowl of that, and then be right into the bathroom. That's that's so weird. It's remarkable. It is, it's just candy fiberglass. I don't know how it passes through anything quickly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it passes through quickly and it leaves. I feel legally we have to clarify that that is a joke. And to our knowledge, Crunchberries are not candied fiberglass. 
Please do not sue us, General Mills or whoever the fuck owns Captain Crunch. Oh. The FDA was like, yeah, it's fine. It's all good. Who's eating this, kids? I don't know if our Again. president succeeded in opening up those libel laws. <laughs> we might be in trouble. Oh. I'm going to open up the libel laws. Anybody says anything bad about somebody else, they can sue. We're, um, we're again. We're fine. talking about this instead of the movie. We're putting it off just as long as possible because, much like the feeling that your mouth has after a bowl of oops all berries, uh, this this one also just just tore me to shreds. Uh, my sanity, that is. I'm talking, of course, about the Boss Baby Two Family Business. Why does this movie exist? Hey, couldn't be. This is it. Couldn't be worse than the uh, the Netflix show that they made. Now, oh yeah, they didn't get Alec. Baldwin. Oh yeah, the the terrible, terrible <laughs> animated Netflix show. Um, coming off the they, success like, of that, the quality they, animation because it's it turns out animation's expensive, and when you're doing a TV show for Netflix, you don't have the money to make it look good. Yeah, you got to have a real big project. Animators um, got to eat. <laughs> yeah, well. I wouldn't say the produ- I don't think the producers agree with you on that one. Um, yeah, so this is you know how I say like movies are sometimes like the fake movie in a movie that like where a murder happens on set, right? This is the movie in a this is the fake movie in a movie where your protagonist is warped twenty years into the future and like they're like oh it's. Don't you know it's the Boss Baby Two? It's coming out this week. Where have you been? This you've been living under be, a rock. W- this would be a show or a movie that would be shown on a TV in the background of Idiocracy. Yes. Or this is the movie yeah. that the Joker hijacks to hypnotize the entire nation. <laughs> Gets all of Gotham City. <laughs> when the Boss Baby Two airs. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a super fucking Friends plot because they couldn't like use like a fucking Mask of Zorro or some shit. It's like when the boss baby comes out, <laughs> they will Gotham will be mine. <laughs> Everybody will be already flocking to the screens to see it. So this movie has time. I'm travel. animated in twelve frames per minute. Um, twelve frames a minute. <laughs> It's a fucking PowerPoint, kids. Oh, it's a yeah. Twenty um, slideshow. So, so they they had to contrive a reason why the the now boss adult would well, no, become no, 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 no. boss they baby. They didn't have to contrive a reason for the now boss adult. They just wrote themselves Did. into that corner for no reason. Unless he becomes an adult at the end of the boss baby, I don't think that's what happened. I've never seen the film. I can't confirm or deny 100%. But I'm but, pretty sure you could have avoided the whole potion aspect if you had just kept them young. <laughs> yeah. Or like he just... Well, see, now what a funny they, joke. How would, how would they introduce a boss girl? Here's my comedy bit. Like they have... The other kid grows up and has a daughter, right? But the, the, the boss baby doesn't age. And like they're like, why is he the same age? And he's... And the, they looks over like the parents and like he pays us so we don't ask. So like fucking, he just bribes them to not ask why he's not aging. If the babies run a giant away. corporation, like how do in they a fucking in a fucking a, geodome? How do they enact a business plan 
for any length of time. The turnover in senior management must be insane. How do you even choose senior management? Everyone's aged out of the company in two years. <laughs> yeah, this is it's a problem even in our government institutions, as seen as in the uh, the leaked footage from Kids Next Door. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really efficient company. But with yeah, a solid like structure. Uh, their mission statement was they don't have sprint. They don't have sprint. They have toddle. It took them all of four years to reboot the boss baby. Do a female <laughs> reboot of the boss baby. <laughs> I Hollywood's I desperate the, to yeah, get the, woke. The fact or, that it's sort of like a we're not woke enough. We don't have a like, female like a boss baby. <laughs> Can I get a female <laughs> boss baby? It's like a soft oh my reboot, but not. Jake's on like the one second delay. This is the fucking McMurray. How are you, how are you now? How are you now? No, no, no. You, no, you. <laughs> Good, and you? No. No. You get, it, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Sometimes we're. Sometimes we're on it. Sometimes we're not. I'm gonna count to three, and then you don't say anything. You know, I'm gonna say. Well, Jesus Christ! It's, it's easier when I can see Kurt. <laughs> um. Oh my god. Yeah. But this... Oh, Jake, what the fuck were you going to say? All right. You were laughing know, at me cuz I was I was <laughs> making <out>. like baby <laughs> uh fucking uh through chart like work workflow. I don't know. What's the what's the word for synergy well, like the shit where a dude comes into your business and he's like, "Here's this random system that'll fucking solve all your business problems." 5S. <laughs> <laughs> It's called it's called darts, where you throw your problems at a wall and you see what sticks. We call it lean, but not the lean you're thinking of. This is where we get all some senior management together in a boardroom and just drink lean. <laughs> 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 and see what crazy ideas we They're come up with the, uh, the to streamline the business. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, that be something. It's, like, it's funny because it's. I was trying to say... Jake... Where it's um it's a, they're they're doing a soft reboot, but like not because they're still having like Alec Baldwin come back as like the main character and the, isn't that what makes it they're a, just like throwing in a girl now isn't that what makes it a soft reboot? I guess. Yeah. Um, but like they try to do like the female thing, but but still include the, the male protagonist. Well, they would have ditched him it'll, if it'll he didn't work. If he didn't see the uh, the writing on the wall and have specifically put in his contract that all feature film uh, presentations with the Boss Baby IP must include him at his full salary and a a ten percent raise. I think it's above also partly. <laughs> he's also losing that that sweet sweet SNL Donald Trump money. No, it's going SNL like this year. Uh-huh. Because the regular cast is just so not great. They've basically brought back or created a, a, a secondary cast. The legacy like cast. Big hit. It was like they're bringing back Maya Rudolph and Rachel Dratch a lot. Alec Baldwin's pretty much been a cast member this entire year. <laughs> oh. Ah, oh, what a shame. Um, Boss Baby and SNL. I guess those both those yeah. both work. Um, yeah, that's that's all the trailers. It's, uh, no, there are a couple more. So there are more. Yeah. Ooh, there's more. Yeah, all right. digging. Um, no, I didn't. Let them all talk. 
is a okay. male street movie coming to HBO Max about a author who uh, mm-hmm. has, I guess, shit in as her Meryl past. Street a problems. Troubled, a troubled past is what is written in the synopsis. But j- basically, this author is writing a manuscript and potentially revisiting an old character. There's a lot of superfluous information thrown in the trailer through meaningless dialogue. Um, and then they go on a cruise. Her, her nephew, and her friends go on go on a cruise, and they're on a cruise. And, and there's a plot to this movie. Like I'm assuming there's some sort of conflict <laughs> and a resolution, and a character will will go through an arc. But I can't I can't tell you anything more specific than that. <laughs> it's so it's, it's so it's Meryl uh, Meryl Streep. Uh, woman of a certain age movie. Yes, about it living is, life. It's a male street movie for sure. Uh, Amazing. Did she win her Oscar yet, or is she still trying? I don't know. Hmm. Let's see. I know she it's has the record for most nominations. I, I feel like she. But I don't know if she's won any. Uh, she's got some Academy Awards. That's an Oscar. Um, He's looking. Um, is there anyone else yes. of note in Best this movie? Actress? No. Oh, she won. Best yeah. Oh, she. She won. She won Best Actress in 2012 for The Iron Lady, and 1983 for Sophie's Choice. Also, Best Supporting Actress in Kramer vs. Kramer, 1980. I see. So she won. She won Academy Awards. Right. I knew that she had the record of most losses, aka nominations, but <laughs> I didn't know if she. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's got a fuck ton of nominees. Um. Well, the last trailer I have is one that's coming to Disney Plus, and it just. No, oh, thank you. Um, I passed over it. I was like, "Is this even going to be a uh, like a show, or is it just like a documentary thing?" It's oh, on point, right? I no, uh, it's Godmothered. Oh. oh. Uh, so remember that movie we made fun of called Brittany Runs a Marathon? Uh, yeah. The girl from that oh, yeah. plays a young and unskilled fairy godmother that, to prove her worth, ventures out to help a young girl whose quest, her request was ignored. But turns out she's not young anymore. She's like a, a middle. Not middle aged, but young professional with kids, and her life's not what she expected. She drinks wine and sweatpants, and fairy godmother comes in and, and throws fairy godmother shit all over the place. Does does the word the fairy godmother seed from this pillar movie? to post and changes <laughs> their life around? Like. Like yeah, does the word adulting come up at any point during this trailer? I did not see it, but I would be adulting. shocked. Absolutely shocked if it is not in the movie. Cuz I see I feel like this has been made already. Yeah. I've I think this like this is almost feels like uh, a reverse of Enchant not Enchanted. Yes, right? Enchanted where the Disney princess gets into real life. Maybe. I don't know if that's the reverse so much as like it's the same thing. Um <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like i don't know that just seems this seems bad this seems like like when vince vaughn needs a check 
and he needs to be in a supporting role. <laughs> like this is the kind of movie he'll go into. Um, uh, not not freaky. That's he wants the big bucks for freaky. That was that's his passion project. <laughs> We'll be looking at too, and a but, magical. Um, I'm reading the plot synopsis for this movie on Wikipedia here, and I, I'd like to read this first not even sentence, it's the clause because it's separated by a comma. Uh, in a magical world known as the motherland, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's a motherland. welcome to Mother Rush. <laughs> you oh. want fairy godmother? We got four back there, pick which one you like. <laughs> that one I can do for 45 <laughs> ruples. That one, that's 50 ruples. Oh, I could this, I want this, I, I wanted this less to be like Dwayne Johnson's The Tooth Fairy and more like Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, where she's like, you're a fairy godmother now. And she turns into like a, she, she takes it on instead of being a fucking fairy godmother. Are you telling me like that this, like the, the main character, the fairy godmother is like assigned it. Like she goes to the Bureau of Godmothers and they like, here's your child. Well, I think that's how it's supposed to work, but she's not good at her job. Uh, evidently, I don't know what, what, how, or why that even is a thing—a fairy godmother who can't fairy godmother. That seems like something that shouldn't be allowed to happen. But uh, oh. they, I guess, are not as Spartan in their approach to children <laughs> as the Spartans were. <laughs> Uh, let me just let me just finish reading this. In a magical world known as the Motherland, a young fairy godmother in training named Eleanor discovers that her profession as a fairy godmother is in danger of ending. Determined to show that fairy godmothers are still needed, Eleanor tries to help a girl whose wish was ignored, only to g discover that she grew into a woman named Mackenzie who, having lost her husband years ago, grew disillusioned with the idea of happily ever after. Gasp. <laughs> That, oh well i'm sure some crazy hijinks will yep. happen i see there and oh uh, is this do, do my eyes deceive me is this set in new york in the winter oh of course yeah my god yeah. no one's yeah. ever done that before yeah it's 100 no, no one's ever done a movie where a mythical creature uh <laughs> goes to find uh, meaning in the holiday in New York in the winter uh, never been done before certainly not with any actors that will be discussed later in this program or have already been discussed in this program uh, certainly nothing around 2003-ish like uh, no movies of that era certainly um, and, and John Favreau would never yeah. direct a movie like that um <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured I figured this movie's been made already. <laughs> yeah, I was I was looking Elf, up the trailer just the to movie see what, referring uh, to what that I've... that sailed over people's oh. heads. <laughs> What's that movie? R slash whoosh. Yeah, well, I, I R slash whoosh um, you once I, yeah, before I was on that trailer, just... onward review, and I made a joke about Chris Pratt and uh, Tom Holland being unknown actors, and you're like, "Are you kidding me?" It's like. Yes, Jake, I'm kidding you. We just reviewed Avengers. I know they're in those movies. <laughs> how how would you think that? But they're not they're not unknown actors. I mean they're they're pretty well known now. They're they're definitely like 
They were in. Pretty they popular. were in. Uh, onward. That's that's their big break. I mean, they were like Tom Holland, mm-hmm. as everyone knew, was from Spies in Disguise, and I thought uh, it was from Holland. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? I'm tall. I'm Tom Holland, and I'm from Holland. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Isn't that weird? Isn't that crazy? See. Pulls a flake in, of skin in an American off his accent. neck. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> On set with Spider-Man, he's like, oh, "That's a keeper. <laughs> That's a keeper at the skin box. Bring me the skin box." I, have, I wasn't sure what you're referencing at first, and then it hit me. And I'm like. <laughs> Without any context, that's weird. <laughs> With context, it's weird. <laughs> that's why. Oh, that's why the new Spider-Man had roller skates. Now I get it. <laughs> He's training. Although, we should, although we write a petition Spider-Man to bring Fawcett With Fawcett roller skates, I I would like. Like he would he would web sling onto a building and he just zoop himself <laughs> and just slide down the street <laughs> on his spider skates. He could get so fast because he has super strength. He just like fucking makes himself a slingshot and fucking. Oh my god! Yes, and then he could ride on the wall and spider skate on the glass on the big buildings. Yeah, and then he can fight <clears throat> Big Wheel. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is now. Spider-Man this is 5, now Sony Jet Spider Radio. Uh, <laughs> he has DJ to, Professor J- Jameson. He needs to go around uh, and. Uh, cover up nasty graffiti with his own graffiti with his webbing <laughs> this is dj professor j he's got different colors coming at webbing, you live from the daily like makes street art yeah sony oh, will license this <laughs> i know they Call will say <laughs> come head us up we're gonna do a three-way with sega and sony um it's amazing all right, well, let's move on to the follow-up here. We'll follow up on some of these nice. movies we've discussed in Treywatch. Amazing how we turned Treywatch into a half-hour segment. <laughs> we had three trailers to talk on, on, like, literally two and a half trailers. We could go. <laughs> um, it's like I'm indestructible by both scientific and pop culture standards. <laughs> in the first place for the weekend of November 20th to the 22nd is once again Freaky. Down 64.4% to $1.28 million. But notably, it's been out long enough to generate enough uh, critical buzz for us to finally feature it as a spotlight film. It's, it's had uh, three weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's been popular enough. Uh, it, it's a problem that most movies don't have for us. Is that it's gotten... Too many positive reviews. The praise has been almost universal. Like, we've reviewed movies that were positively reviewed before and had a lot of 10 stars and 9 stars and whatnot. But there's always a couple, or usually, there's always a couple contrarian assholes who will just give it one star for the sake of giving it one star. That didn't happen here. And I didn't know what to do with myself. It's like you're so, in an interview and you don't know what to do with your hands. So they just kind of float up. <laughs> I don't know what so to do he bided hands. his time oh, while his power gathered until yeah. he was ready to unleash it upon the internet. I waited um, for uh, I waited for enough wishes to be made on the Dragon Pulse that negative energy <laughs> sprung to life the shadow dragons. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is Saturn Studs GT. Um, 
Paddington. Right. So, um, on IMDb, has a 6.8 out of 10. Which is another thing. Like, that's a very... It's a good score, but it's not, like, a great score. You'd think there'd be more reviews written and the lower stars to bring it down. Uh, 83% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, 81% on Fandango, uh, 81% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. So, interestingly enough, the critics like this one more than the audiences. Oh, it's pretty similar. I'm not Ooh. even really going to split hairs on that. <clears throat> and a 66 <clears throat> from Metacritic. That's so IGN gave it an eight. What is IGN I, honestly, doing I'm surprised. movies? <laughs> I <laughs> this game was like a video. This movie was like a video game. Does, we liked does it. the rating scale for movies work the same way as it does for games, where it starts at seven and a half? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre has a little something for everyone. <laughs> Consequence of sound, that's not a film stage. IndieWire gave it a 67. AV Club gave it a 67. LA Times gave it a 60, and it's it's tied for two lowest with uh, Roger Moore at Movie Nation and Justin Lau at The Hollywood Reporter, both giving it 50. But who gives a shit what they have to say? They're professional critics. They don't matter. They're not really people. They've been replaced with AI. You can thank Reagan for that. Um... (laughs) But we we get our reviews from real people with real reviewer traits. We screen them and the women they breed with to ensure cleanliness and the appropriate mix of DNA. I feel like we're just going to keep this going for a whole year and people will be like, what the fuck are they talking about? My goal is to do it so long that I don't even remember what the original joke is. And it's just a thing that I do. <laughs> and I do it for so long that Come I down. convince myself it's an original creation of my own. <laughs> I'm going to incept myself. Come is down what I'm Labor saying. Day weekend. <laughs> Come down Labor Day weekend for the sale on the reviewer reviewer outlet. Oh. Saturn Studs. Child, child movie reviewer outlet. <laughs> child. I have the best child movie reviewer. Why he rent does, from anyone else? <laughs> he has the tens. For all cages. the tens that this movie's got. I put them in cages that they can't see through. <laughs> I'm looking at these these fucking titles. <laughs> I keep my seat in bags. I keep my seat in tubes and in plastic bags. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm looking at these, these titles, and never have I seen so much caps lock been used oh yeah in a, in a on a page very passionate fans the cast and crew get really, your freak on the cast and crew really showed up to write reviews for this movie on this page um yeah so <laughs> the cast and crew. it's all vince vaughn <laughs> it's all Vin, vince vaughn using smurf accounts <laughs> this is what we call astroturfing um sir gary k one such clean reviewer um, of child age <laughs> has a review of Freaky titled So Freaky in Good. Oh, oh With no. two exclamation marks, so you know he's serious. This movie is everything a horror fan could also for. It has <laughs> its meta moments, <laughs> it's scary and trying 13th esque, but also funny. That's in a positive, I guess. It's scary and Friday the 13th-esque, but also funny. So if you remove that, as you should be able to, within a positive and have the sentence make sense, it has its meta moments, but also funny. 
so that doesn't work. Um, and it's uh-huh. with the times, but pays homage to classic horror movie antics. What the fuck does with the times mean? It's, it's so woke. fun. You know, it's with the the new age horror movie. Where you name times. your villains, Larry. Them, them jump scares and whatnot. It's so fun, <laughs> so well written, and exudes many powerful moments. Just oozes them. If you love Happy Death Day, you'll <laughs> love this. Somehow, seven out of fifteen found that helpful. For those, for the five people who liked Happy Death Day, <laughs> you like this movie. Happy Death Day was well reviewed. I never watched it. I can't say if it was good. They made another uh, one, so I assume it was, was... decent. <laughs> if you liked Boo 2, Medea's Halloween, you're going to love this one. <laughs> if you were captivated by the um, so <laughs> the performance of UFC legend Tito Ortiz. <laughs> I would love for him to come out with a Boo 3, but I know he's he's hung his Medea mask up. His Medea wig. Uh, we'll never yeah. get another one. Um, so I got a, I got a simple, a short, sweet one out of 10, uh, very quick and easy by consumer Netherlands, very boring movie. I expected more comedy from this movie was a very boring movie. Eight out of 19 found that helpful. Just that's the baseline for the one out of 10. That's sad. Like they really missed an opportunity to drive that home. That's very boring movie. Wanted more comedy. Very Worst boring. comedy I've ever seen. Sad. But <laughs> no, if we, yeah, if we if we want to read it like somebody else who mm. we might know, I expected more comedy from this movie. Was a very boring movie. They gotta put a sad at the end. Obligatory. Uh, all caps. Um, sad. So the one the lo- the low end all might caps. be bad, but these mids, they go to some weird places. <laughs> this one, the next one are both so happy. Odd. Um. So we have Prophetic with a K, uh, his 4 out of 10 review, funny parts promoting weird stuff. So this had a good plot like Happy Death Day and Freaky Friday and like that one movie where the dude switched bodies with the cheerleader, but when they started having a boy portraying a high schooler kissing a grown man, that's where it got strange and weird. That's what Hollywood has been trying to push into movies and shows predators as adults kissing young kids and that's wrong on so many levels. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> three out of seven <laughs> Wait, he actually did he have Epstein no, didn't kill himself found it helpful. in the three, three out of seven <laughs> three, out of seven. <laughs> three out of seven found it helpful I was <laughs> you know because we'll have people who are like you know what this out of ten nonsense is okay but I want to put my own rating system at the end of my review Four out of five. Yeah, like, didn't I read one once that was like a seven, but they wrote nine out of ten in the body? Someone in these mids gave it a C minus. Guess that's. Oh my gosh. Uh, Okay, fair underscore kr uh, as a review of Freaky titled "Laughter and Entertainment." What kind of quote? This body is not mine, unquote, but without Rob Schneider in version of evil is this, question mark, a film that masterfully combines comedy and suspense. It's not horror. It's about a murderer called the Butcher who, in an attack, takes an ancient knife 
and when attacking a girl unleashes a curse by changing bodies with him quality that's its own sentence entertaining performances <laughs> at the level Vince Vaughn acts spectacular as a teenage girl the characters of the girl's friends and boyfriend steal the screen has all the essence of this body is not mine the comic the comedy is organic that's its own sentence the deaths are fine. Even some dismemberments look great on screen. Excess blood. Uh, predictable ending, but it entertains you. If you like the films of the BH production company, you will like this film. Two out of six found that helpful. The BH. God, sometimes horror, like horror movie reviews are, um, are just so complex. Mm-hmm. You almost get them mixed up with like crime scene analysis. films. The dismemberments were fine. <laughs> you can uh, see the stippling where the blood neck bone here snapped. <laughs> he overdid it a little bit. I think he jump scared the victim. Uh, by I my like rough it. estimates on the based on the flow rate, that was about uh, eleven pints of blood. The human body only has ten pints of blood in it, so it's clearly have to dock them points on that. <laughs> mm-hmm true so there's not a whole lot of lower scoring reviews on here so the only other one is a three out of ten it's just it's another apparently the people who didn't like this were just straight up bored for this movie there was no redeeming quality to it and nch-35770 definitely not a bot said boring i was hyped for this movie but to be honest it's pretty bad The acting is terrible. None of the main characters have any charisma to carry the film. 13 out of 26 found that helpful. If all those people found it helpful, they should have written a review. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. We need more reviewers. Um, So finally, we have uh, Bland Burns, B-L-A-N-B-R-N, Bland Burn, uh, 5 out of 10 review. And I I think this person is... The the slady slabityville slasher whatever the fuck the thing was I think this person is the serial killer because uh, I'm gonna read this out um, far out in strange different films still good vice like entertainment freaky is one film that you might call a horror comedy parody like film still even for all its fun and joy it's pretty good entertainment the story is simple as a local serial killer is on the loose as the butcher. In the role that Vince Vaughn hams up, killing young girls. Only something strange and different happens when he tries young and popular high school student Catherine Newton. I a change happens. It's like she wasn't popular. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Fuck it. A change happens. It's like a body switch, a transformation happens between the two. The film is filled with plenty of slapstick. It's like horror comedy at its best. Still, the blood gore is present, making a viewer feel like they are watching a classic teen slasher flick. Wow. Tongue twister. Uh, overall, not the best type of film to be made. Still, it's fun and tasty entertainment to dine on with the horror and comedy mix, making it the ideal party feast. One out of one found it helpful. Well, that's a hundred percent ratio. That's, that's nope. That's that's can't that's do pretty better good. Than that that's good Literally, in my book. Cannot do better than that. Um, yep. 
No, can't. So that leads us back to the box office here. Uh, War of Grandpa holds actually back up to second this week. $747,000. Uh, Let Him Go in third, $724,000. Come Play in fourth, $562,000. The Santa Claus, speak of Tim Allen, uh, 2020 re-release here, $461,000. Honest Thief, down in sixth, $445,000. Vanguard, the new Jackie Chan movie, opens in seventh with a $380,000 gate. Uh, It made a bunch of money overseas already, $49 million to be precise, so I'm sure it's already in the market it's for now. In the money. Uh, are these theaters? Um, are these domestic theaters, or are these? I believe they're domestic. Like, total. Okay. Uh, the. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of theaters open for it now. There, well, there are a lot of theaters in the country. That's about half yeah. capacity in the country. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. Vanguard. We talked about Tenant an eighth, three hundred sixty thousand dollars. The last. Vermeer. Um, Wer- Wer- Vermeer. Oh, the last Vermeer. Oh, that was yeah. that Nazi one. An artist is suspected yeah, of stealing yeah, yeah. a valuable that painting Nazi to thing. the Nazis, but there's more to the story than meets the eye. That has made $277,000 so far. 225 of that coming in the opening weekend. And uh, Geki Joban Fate slash Stay Night colon Heaven's Feel 3 Spring Song. <laughs> I heard that that movie like did like fucking mega gangbusters. Well, in three hundred and four theaters in America, it made two hundred thousand dollars. So that's pretty good. Um, and it made eighteen million international. Yeah, in the international. And in eleventh, holy shit! Yeah, uh, that movie that definitely doesn't exist and is in no way similar to Godmother, uh, Elf, twenty twenty release. Oh. Up 5.9% from last week. 180,000 doll hairs. Doll hairs. And, uh, oh, shout out to number 28, Play the Flute. That's been out for 95 to, weeks. Uh, the long lasters. Buddy Games, the movie Diane keeps getting me to watch based on a scene where a guy eats a corn dog fast. Um, opened in 13th. $150,000. This is about like Airbus. Uh, that's what I thought too. Because in like the context she told me about it, I had just sent her a picture of a uh, gif of golden retriever puppies, like attacking a, a child with corn love. And she's like, we need to watch the buddy games. And in my head, I thought it was like golden retriever puppies playing sports because there's a, there's a legacy <laughs> of that. And the context of the puppies but no, it is a uh, Olivia Moon featuring Saban Films distributed, WWE Films produced <laughs> movie, which strikes one, two, and three in my book. <laughs> Get it out of there. Just send it. Just don't even finish filming. Just put the blank disc in the tray and sell it at the Ollie's. <laughs> the DVD section at the Ollie's. <laughs> oh, at the Ollie's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I wonder if they put have in the, all these. Put in the fucking at the uh, in the tech section at the big lots. 
the Seven right Eleven DVD the, bin. <laughs> right next to the skip resistant CD player. They have Blu-rays um, of the Seven Eleven bin. There is the, the Lego the, movie was in there the other day. I was like, that's actually a movie I could see myself buying, not from Seven Eleven, but. <laughs> <laughs> What's worse, at a Seven Eleven or like a Dollar Tree? Because there's also a DVD section at like the Dollar Tree. Yes, and Kmart. Like- no, I got I got the He Man Christmas special at a fucking Dollar Tree. No, you got it at a Kmart. We went to a Kmart. Oh, that was at a Kmart. It <laughs> was closing right. down like so many Kmarts, and we we looked for deals, but it was picked pretty bare. No, yeah. So we left with a bunch of Starburst and a <laughs> She-Ra the- He Man Christmas DVD. Yeah, Dollar Tree only has uh, repackaged copies of the spinoff of Shark Tale. Yeah. <laughs> the lesser quality animated Shark Tale that does not include Will Smith. Is it spelled T A I L, Shark Tale? <laughs> Instead of. Yeah, the... yeah it, it's just Tale. Yeah, T A L. Where the joke is and it's, it's a non joke. Terrible. It's Tracy Morgan while he was in a coma. <laughs> he played, he played the, the fish. We'll just get another black guy. They won't notice. Not a whole lot. They won't notice the difference. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. So gaming news is kind of light this week because Black Friday was yesterday and all these stories are just Black Friday deals. They're just ads for deals that are are no longer valid. So, hi, everyone. I'm so glad I reviewed the game I had queued to review last week instead of this week. <laughs> so glad. Uh, uh, review it again. <laughs> Does your review hold? Uh, I haven't gotten back to play it, so God, I hope so. Um, currently working my way through, I'm still working my way through Doom Eternal. I should just sit down and finish that at some point. Um, mm-hmm. It's just so the levels of marathons and there's every encounter is so hard. <laughs> you're just like you're exhausted after every encounter, and the level <laughs> just keeps going, just keeps going and going and going. Um, you think it's yeah, over? Doom, Doom, Doom is a fantastic game. I, I I've been meaning to pick up Doom Eternal. Oh, uh, I, f- it, I think it was on sale for twenty bucks on Steam. Less than. It might still be on sale. You should go check. I mean, yeah, Black Sale, Black Friday sales through the weekend, right? Steam. Yeah, it might still be on sale. Uh, so PlayStation Five users are reportedly getting banned for selling PlayStation Plus collection games to PS4 users. Uh, as oh, a yeah, way. we can talk about the scalping, the PS5 scalping. It's everything now. Like everything is getting scalped. All these console players are like, "Oh, I can't get a PS5. It's been like a week, bitch. It's been like two months plus since the 3080 came out. I still can't buy a 3080. Oh. Although I think I'm going to. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta. So- Buy it for like two hundred percent markup on uh, yeah, eBay. I think so get the funniest thing, XT, though, the funniest thing for me that's come out of all of this is, um, as you know, I I, I read my Husky no Kuski manga, which is made by uh, Haruko Chikawa. She's she's up on all this stuff and she's a gamer. She's a pro gamer. Uh, in Japan, they do a lottery system, so you buy a raffle ticket, and if they call your number, you get PS Five. 
Um, so in the latest chapter of the Husky no Kuski manga, um, <laughs> there's an author's. So every chapter she has an author's corner where she just like says some shit like I'm in. I'm getting into granola now. I've I've been working out lately. And it's just like one thing as this incredibly like climactic intense shit goes down. So in the latest chapter, like it's like peak peak emotional intensity, and then it's just her saying, "I lost all my lottery tickets for a PS5 raffle," <laughs> and everyone's just lost their shit. And they're like, "Please, no! This is like the most important part of the story. What are you doing?" So I, it's 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 a laugh. It's a it's a chuckle. It's a laugh. And uh, a chortle. people are scalping. Good news. Good news, everybody. It's still on <laughs> oh, sale. Nice. nice. 20 bucks. Divinity, Perfect. Original Sin 2. It's co-op RPG, CRPG. On sale, $18.99. Had my eye on it for a while. I bought it. You all should buy it, too. So we can play on stream sometime. Um, hint, hint. <laughs> not saying it's not saying it's an order i wonder what but, game i should yep. get next um huh. uh uh if there's not much gaming news i'll, I'll I dump a there's a couple of stories um okay. according to cd project red's ceo cyberpark 2077 runs surprisingly well on current gen consoles which is interesting development as my understanding was the reason it was delayed again was it did not run so well on current gen consoles but this would seem to at least push back against that rumor um perhaps it is just pr bullshit and not to be trusted but what runescape is available on steam now what the fuck excuse me while i open up a new window let me uh yeah i'm gonna take a look at that incognito tab open and (laughs) runescape is a high fantasy but it's the new graphics oh so it's new runescape yeah i don't know runescape i don't really know the difference i never got into runescape i was more of an adventure quest guy myself never never um maple sword really did it in for me yeah, I was I was yeah. a big. I oh. know what you might think. Oh, he plays Maple Story. He must be a pussy. Well, that's true. And you're right. I do use a uh, Maple Story is also I do on use Steam a lap board for my laptop when I travel. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You you may you may think I oh that this guy this guy plays Maple Story he must pee sitting down. You'd be correct. You'd be right. It, it's it's so how it's I balance my laptop to play Maple Story in the bathroom. How else would I do it? You can't yes. do that standing up. I have to. Um, I hate on my on my on my board that has a little area for my mouse yeah. <laughs> scroll. I hate how there's Maple Story too. That's so weird. It, no, you don't talk about that, Peter. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's Legos. <laughs> Do we don't like that? Oh my god! Wait, wait, Maple hold Star up! Two wait, no, it's not even on their store page anymore. On their on Nexon's website, they don't even have. Uh, Good. Wait, they have Maple Story M though. That's the mobile game. Is it the mo- wait, mobile? Yeah, apparently the mobile's pretty. Yeah, okay. these are these are all mobile shit now. Like Cart Rider Plus. Hell yeah. 
Dark Darkness Rises, Godzilla Defense Force. <laughs> Ugh. Well, their their games can be played on a potato, so <laughs> they're like, well, might as well just port them over to every Ooh. phone in the world. Car Rider Drift. Oh, this isn't. See now, there is no. Once I've seen Sonic Kart Super Sonic Kart Racing Blast Two, whatever the fuck it is, it's the one that's Sonic that's uh, it's the Kart. mod of a Doom mod. So someone took, did a full Doom conversion mod and turned it into a Sonic game, and someone took that Sonic game and turned it into a kart racer. And now that is my like, I need to start playing it because that is like, I've from what I've seen, it's the hypest kart game right now. It's, Why not? People Why just call it cart. It <laughs> it's it's amazing. Sure. Why why would it not? Um when I, oh, I was just say I know you guys have all been asking, been flooding our emails to asking when is the next Five Nights at Freddy's movie uh gonna be start being filmed and the answer we finally have your answer for you. It's spring twenty twenty one. Good. The ultimate crossover of Saturn Studs gaming late to March, movie. the classic <laughs> late March release window, highly envied. Yes, FNAF. <laughs> FNAF is coming, everybody. Just hold on to your fucking bears. Fuck. I don't know. Hold on to your, your Peruvian spectacle um, bears. Yeah, uh, Magic did. <laughs> Magic did a big fucking amount of drops. Yeah, they did a lot Magic of secret. It was their secret versary, secret layer super drop. Oh, the so the secret they layer. released yeah, the Bob yeah. Ross lands. They did the yeah. Amazing how they got a dead yeah. man to paint. <laughs> um, Hasbro has more pull than that's I cool. thought. <laughs> they got their best necromancers on so, it. We are raising this man from the dead to make yeah. happy little Instead trees. Instead of um, <laughs> lowering prices on Black Friday, they said more product by product. Um, <laughs> As so they way. have the Bob Ross lands. They That's have true. the, um, I, it's called a box of rocks, I think, which is a lot of mana rocks. Mm. And they all have weird ass psychedelic art, which I'm kind of into. I know they're, they're very divided. People are like this art sucks. I want it. Um, the same thing was with the with the ooze, the, the prime slime. People were like, I kind of like it, and some people yeah. were like, I fucking hate it. I'm the exact opposite as I was with slime with these box yeah. rocks. I hate it. What the fuck is happening <laughs> in my pocket? Pocket dude? rocket. Um, so Shit. they did that. Kurt, I, I implore you, look up the chromatic lantern art from that. Uh, look up secret layer chromatic lantern. Uh, meanwhile, there's also the Seb McKinnon uh, layer. Which is it's Sebakin and shit. We all we literally all went in on a fucking box yes. of playmats, so of course we love that shit. Um, and then we had we have the metal poster uh, secret lair. Dude, I bet those cards are gonna get banned. Super drop. Those the ones that lantern. just because they're too complicated to like look at at first glance. Like they're too different. Uh, they're see, more readable the than the fucking Amiket indications. Uh, the fucking. Uh, Owl thing holding up a. No. Um. This one, like, yeah, like the box of rocks art. looks like Yu-Gi-Oh art. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the chromatic lantern. 
right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it looks like a Perform Pals card. Yeah. <laughs> oh, someone's already fucking made like, a playmat of it. This is a continuous it. trap that you activate to give all your Perform Pals uh, <laughs> yeah. recursion. They even have frogs. There's even a frog. This if is you how you protect the, your um... uh, pendulum scale in Perform Pals. <laughs> I do know Perform Pals. I um, that was that was one of the. I, I think I, I was going to a game store and they had this massive box of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and they're just like it's like it was like twenty five cents a card or something like that, and you could just go through them and foils whatever. And I was looking through them and I'm like, what the fuck is Yu-Gi-Oh doing with like this hippo and this these like these crazy art cards. And uh, I bought like a bunch of performer panels because I was like, these are cool. And you're not to come true. In the I didn't want to. I don't want to play Yu-Gi-Oh. I just wanted to buy the the, the cartoon hippo. Congrats! You've you've done the yeah. same thing that every kid across America has done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The box of rocks. So the one thing I am glad about these. Uh, these new secret layers is that the prices seem reasonable. They're all around thirty bucks. I think there's only one that's starting at forty bucks, but but that's because it's only in foil. Mm -hmm. I think I don't I don't remember which one it was. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> couldn't tell you. Um. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think it was like the metal cards. That I thought they were specifically non-foil or squirrels. Oh yeah, there were squirrels too. It's probably squirrels. Maybe it's a. The squirrels, the other, and they made the, the squirrel emerald joke because uh, they finally they're like, yes, All I right, saw the, is this I saw the art for that, the uh, insurmountable challenge or whatever, where it's a bunch of squirrels mm -hmm. attacking an emerald. Um, Saudi Arabia's crown prince buys one third oh, stake in SMK. This was a this was a news story <laughs> that I saw this morning that made me. He can't buy real wrestlers, so he needs to buy fake fighters now. Uh, Mohammed bin Salam, his or his charitable foundation, better known as MISC, paid 162 million euros for one third stake in SNK, which I believe makes most of its money, like a lot of these old timey Japanese game developers, on pachinko machines. <laughs> Oh my! God. I hate I hate that's like the <laughs> retirement for the Japanese games industry. Like when you're an old company. You just start making pachinko machines. Well, they apparently they shit money, or at least they did before the oh, pandemic. Hit. Oh, no doubt. Like, there's a reason that pachinko parlors give people hearing damage. <laughs> is that you, they pack those wall to wall, and those things are loud as fuck on their own. And then you add in a thousand of them. <laughs> and, like, you come in, you get your bucket of balls and a complimentary set of earbuds. <laughs> yeah, earbuds. Hearing protection. Drown that shit out and then just go... Yeah, this is what they use on shooting ranges. You're gonna wanna gonna wanna put those on. Yeah. Um I mean, I I do like the idea of just like instead of one coin and one slot, you're just like balls. <laughs> yep. Alright, so that's all I had in terms of stories. Me too. So fair enough. Yeah, alright. We can move on can to the move main on. event. Oh. Get on down to Ash the Shape of BMW. <laughs>
I was expecting a girl. Well, I love a woman, so I'll take that as a compliment. Well, I love women. <laughs> so this is a uh, an older show, HBO thing, that uh, Danny McBride and a bunch of his friends just did for a while. That that fills in a lot for me. Yeah, it's this one is, of those um... shows that it's like a Curb Your Enthusiasm where like the plot outline... And like major talking points are scripted, but a lot of the dialogue is improvised. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you have some good. Uh, yeah, I could it's, definitely it's see riffing, that. for sure. Um, I I understand that this is a big favorite of yours, Kurt. This, is, I, this I one do fucking got to you. <laughs> I I'm guessing that you watched it all two night like Thanksgiving night. Oh, were, I watched, I watched Eastbound and Down for the first time like two and a half years ago. I've seen the whole series. Um, oh, I gotcha. Mm. I've just tried to work it in to, to show you at least Ashley Schaefer bits because I think that character is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, As like Will Ferrell to me was like the missing. He was the key. He was the key that brought that show. Dick Slappin's my game. <laughs> Dick Slappin's my game. <laughs> so uh no discounts on account yeah, of tragedy he was, he was a, i'm really glad he <laughs> i i did like that he he came back uh and was a re- recurring character uh and i hope in if i do decide to watch season two uh he comes back he does not come Maybe back can give me some confirmation not in on season that. two but he does come back <laughs> in season three in a in a Good. major way because he is know. solid in just a, a bizarre fucking way. <laughs> like, All right. If you thought the character was weird well, I before, could see, um... they really lean into the like fucking oh, plantation owner <laughs> aspect of his character. Oh, it is, it's quite the scene. He ends up selling Kias. <laughs> I thought you were happy. No, I'm fucking selling Kias. I just have a Kia. <laughs> Key is actually a superior oh. machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I so you like the show? I was. I'm glad you. We were doing the whole first season because if you did like the first three episodes, that's for me. It just it didn't find its feet for me at the beginning. It took like see episode five, episode four, episode five was where it really was like for me. I'm like, yes, yes. This is it. This is what I was looking this for. This is what I wanted. I took it off. Um, so once it got there, I was I was all in. But for the first three episodes, I didn't feel like it had the. Uh, it wasn't my type of comedy. It wasn't. It, they didn't crank that dial up to eleven yet. <laughs> what I was waiting for. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from because I was. Um, I mean, I I like the comedy and when. Kristen wasn't wrong where it was like a very Will Ferrell type movie. So I like the humor was very uh, Anchorman-esque, which I, I enjoyed. Uh, but I expected something from Danny McBride a little bit more outrageous. Yes. And that definitely yes. came in later in the season. And I was all in for the insanity that is Danny McBride's mind, which I assume is just like consistent confetti, like pop guns going off. In just joke yeah, form, because I feel like he can just riff for like hours on just like one thing. Yeah, man, you're like 
just a turtle fucking uh yeah. egg. I don't know. I'm Danny McBride. I'm gonna get high on cocaine, do lines Which of coke, and throw a baseball Clay, into are you Clay? some dude's eye. Maybe. Then again, maybe not. I will fuck you up. <laughs> there were a lot of really like small bits that weren't like like that, like that bit, like just just random out of nowhere nonsense that just was like pretty good fucking comedy. <laughs> I will fuck you. Up. Yeah, this fucking uh, just a sentence of madness. So this poor fucking brother's family. <laughs> my God. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's. I I feel like we should just talk about right, it. So all. the premise like, we should maybe discuss. Yeah, I so guess. the premise is uh, Kenny Powers is classic a, Will Ferrell premise. Is a like, guy. Uh, he was just a producer on this. Like this is Danny McBride's but like, creation. <laughs> this is this is the Will Ferrell like low league sports genre. You know the obscure sports genre. <laughs> the ballad semi pro. Fucking like, Eastern Europe. This could be a movie called like the Ballad of Off. Why Kenny do you Powers? think they brought Will Ferrell in to produce it? He has so much experience. Um, so he has great success as a rookie. He's a closing pitcher, and then uh, he success gets to his head. And as he gets more and more outlandish with his behavior, his ability to play baseball uh, diminishes more and more. And eventually, he ends up uh, back in his hometown of. Shelby, North Carolina, or maybe South Carolina, because it was Jefferson Davis High School, and I have to assume <laughs> South Carolina, birthplace of the Confederacy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah, he's, 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 he's washed a, up, and he's, he's washed trying to up. get back on his feet. He's teaching school. Uh, he meets his high school sweetheart and uh, high school stalker, apparently, <laughs> with... Uh, Stevie Janowski. Oh, shit. And hijinks and Sue. Stevie, Stevie was, Stevie was amazing. Stevie better as the seasons go. That's, what, that's kind of what I feel like about every aspect. Like, as it just... It, it's one of those series that's just going to keep... Just just keeps cranking up as you go along. You know? Yeah. Well, like, I feel like each character has their path. And... This the first season just like kind of set them going on their path, and the end result is going to be something just <laughs> chef's kiss, just something beautiful and unique. And Stevie is just the epitome of that. Where I feel like he's going to slowly become more and more like Kenny Powers, where he's going to grow out like a mullet, <laughs> and get into <laughs> baseball, maybe <laughs> like you know start practicing his fastball. Just because he's he idolizes him so much, and then uh, you know. Oh, there's there's plenty. Oh, it, it's a it's, it's an open slate. Like, and I feel like they set up like side things, like the kid, like the 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 his brother's kid, uh, Dustin's larger one, was like in <laughs> jazz dance class. Like, I see that like fleshing out into some more detail. Well, you'll have to to watch on to find out. So. Yeah. So is yeah. So I that's that's the uh, the premise, and um, I don't know. It's the uh, I think for me watching this, like my experience watching this, I realize how much like the details. I don't like the details and the little bits can make or break a scene. Like there are a lot of points where like the delivery either was there 
in the riffs or like it wasn't and then i would get wild it was it would be like the same joke but i would get like wildly different reactions to it i think about the um the scene it was like episode three or something where he's like rummaging through the lockers of, of kid shit and he's taking like dick pics and everything with the with his gym students phones i was like this is the and they were pl- i like i get it i got the joke but they were playing like this music over it like this sappy like oh isn't he down in the dumps over it and i was like i don't know about this and then they do a similar scene in episode five when he comes to his his character catharsis at his comeback and he they start trashing the fucking uh the uh, dealership and they're playing that music i was like yes that's what i'm looking for that's the kenny powers i'm looking for <laughs> that's what i wanted to see <laughs> yeah it's so i think that i think that um that that kind of trend happens multiple times like when he towards the end again when he's when he's watching his uh his video that he, his commercial or infomercial or whatever he had mm-hmm. basically uh, promoting himself um and then he takes it out and breaks it and then that like escalates into breaking his VCR or his bro- his brother's DVD player <laughs> and then it like culminates and escalates into him flipping over the table <laughs> it's getting really <laughs> sad awesome. <laughs> Kenny is everything okay down there what the fuck's going on Ted? <laughs> So I I definitely see like a trend in in some of these jokes, and I could see where they could like be mm-hmm. hit or miss. Uh, I think generally for the most part they were pretty funny. Uh, just I think they they their comedic yeah, timing. I, is really I found good. this to be really great. I love the uh, interplay between Macworthy and Kenny <laughs> Powers. It's just like every anything to do with Ashley Schaefer was just great. Oh yeah, is <laughs> there is that there's that one scene where it's the three of them. Um, who's the who's the other guy? I forget. I, I can't remember. His Craig name. Robinson, the hitter. Shoot the. Do you want his character name? Uh, either one. Reg McWhorter is the character. Craig Robinson's the actor. Yeah, Craig Robinson. Right. So Craig it's the three of them. They're doing like a face off, and I had seen the bloopers, <laughs> and I could see it's just there is something like there's a, like a, a comedic pressure like having if you have will ferrell that close to your face i don't care what he says you're gonna break <laughs> like it's impossible he's just like this moment came to me I, in a dream i'm actually shaking <laughs> i said no and he, and he just starts rambling that shit and he's <laughs> right there watch <laughs> he needs to learn you, from his daddy uh, like i learned from my daddy <laughs> And he just he just kind of implicitly like he dares you. It's like fucking laugh. I dare you. I'm gonna say the most. <laughs> and my son walks in. I said, "No, you say and watch, boy. This is life. This is life happening." <laughs> Came to me in a dream. Yeah, there there definitely were a lot of those moments where um, the the riffing. I, I feel like could definitely just break somebody. So I'm imagining there is a blooper well, realizer. Did you, that did is you just not see the one? Goddamn hilarious! Oh, oh, that's no, where it no, that. that was what inspired this. Was it? Was it up here? Uh, yeah, it was in the text. Thread. Oh my god! Okay, I, I must have missed it. I was busy. I'll I'll go back and uh, look for it. But that is uh that that's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. It 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 feels like I guess this this is all comedy, but. Or a lot of comedy, 
but it is very like I can feel the 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 two thousand nine coming right off of it. No, you know what I mean. It definitely had that vibe. So close. Like um, I don't know. It's the kind of the way the the plot went, and kind of the the way the um the comedy bits are set up. I think of that as opposed to like I don't know. I was always I was constantly weighing this against like Letterkenny in my mind. You know, and Letterkenny is very like set up the scene, doing the dialogue. It's there. There's the joke. There's the scene. There's the joke. And then there's the joke again. And then there's the joke a third time in case you missed it. (laughs) Which works. And I personally really like that style. Talking Letterkenny. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. that they really hammer the joke. (laughs) Right. And. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a difference in taste for sure. Because I really like Letterkenny, and it took me a little bit to warm up to this. You know, um, yeah. Because this one, I I don't know. Like the riffing style, it's uh, okay. it's classic like uh, sports riffing. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's it's just a lot yeah. of uh, crazy. I think it gets better the more. Uh, at least in my opinion, I think the series gets better the more like embedded in baseball he gets. So by season I three, I can see that. Uh, I think it really kind of hits its stride. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as soon as Ben from Parks and Rec came on, you know, yeah, <laughs> fucking <Adam> Scott. Uh, <laughs> back when his <laughs> whole shtick was I play an asshole God, in every he's movie. Funny. It's good, and he's, he's golden at it. Gold might get you Jonas Brothers tickets. Black will get them to suck your dick. <laughs> the most 2009 shit. Oh, it was so good. Oh. His character comes back later in, uh, in, at the end of season two in a fucking hilarious way, too. That's good. How does the... I, I'm kind of interested in how the principal character goes, because, like... He's got that like that very nebbish like mm, we're going to eat quinoa for breakfast kind of deal, which was I think a popular thing in in the two thousands when it was like it was a all the rage you know punch down on the uh, if anyone's not manly enough you know what I mean yeah I had there were a lot of jokes like that but he, so he's got that and then he's also got like the kind of like unhinged thing where uh like he uh, the which, what, which episode is that? Number six? Was that the last one, the season finale where he's like, he comes out of the woods and he's just like, mm-hmm. calm down. Is that chloroform and a handgun? <laughs> is a... And then he's like, hey, hey, let's... Unfortunately, he doesn't pop up much. We're all heated right now. Uh, after that. Hi, Theo. Hey, Big Chungus. Hmm. Because he, he had a really interesting character. Like, I could see him, if, if they did write him in more, um, I mean... I feel like his next steps would be like trying trying to win back uh, what's her name uh, April and then trying to you know win her back maybe trying to trying to get more of like a macho man uh, charisma and then it I think it'd, it'd look it'd probably be a pretty good joke of him who's normally very dorky to try to put on this like uh, Kenny Powers kind of mm-hmm. uh, persona and try to act all yeah. brash. Right. Cause like it was definitely weird when he got drunk and getting all like vulgar, 
around uh yeah that April was like i was like this is real hbo drama pg like there's i i kind of felt that yeah. that was another thing that i was like i don't know about this was that they kind of put a like a like a butter coating like an egg wash of hbo drama over the whole thing <laughs> i was like you don't need this it's just the dude with the mullet and the alligator shoes is like <laughs> shooting coke out of the back like why do we need like uh the midlife crisis music to and to come on in the whole scene to be like like an actual like <laughs> awkward uh like an actual awkward barbecue like this was the apparently like this was the precursor to the slap <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know i i think it it, it worked for me. yeah i i can agree with a little bit that sometimes they they uh they meddled where they didn't need to to meddle with the formula mm-hmm. but uh i i love this show all four seasons are great um i think you can make the argument that they just get better and better as they go on and it's it's a pretty quick watch now, too uh, half hour episodes yes. it's only about like six to eight per season uh you can mm-hmm. easily crush it in a weekend that's pretty good now i gotta ask I, I i i was thinking about this do you think this could have been if they could have taken this whole season do you think they could have condensed it into like a movie like the ballad absolutely. of Kenny powers you could absolutely have taken it to a movie but then it wouldn't have like ended at a satisfying conclusion 100%. because mm-hmm. uh, well they probably would have ended at the at like the end of episode five where he gets the girl and he trashes the dmv yeah but yeah there's there's a lot of like filler bits not the dmv not necessarily filler bits but there's a lot of stuff that you could cut and it wouldn't really affect the the story too much mm-hmm yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. I yeah, because that would be that was interesting because it was it was pretty short and I feel like it would it would definitely work as a movie. But um, you know, I, I I do like how shows are able to flesh out each individual character more than just like the the main character. You know, because the, the, they would focus all their power, all the time and effort on on Kenny, whereas you know we can get the Stevie bits in plenty and and that character i do not want to miss out on so if they're able to flesh him out more in a show rather than a movie i'm all in and oh, yeah. ashley schaefer too i feel like that is uh, well he'd be like the main antagonist but i feel like it would movie. be really funny if yes i feel like that would be funny if they like kept on bringing back ashley schaefer every movie for like a like if they did a movie style every movie has a do like iteration do like a ashley ricky schaefer cricket thing just like he's selling kias yeah. now like a like a that's uh sunny in philadelphia ricky cricket thing Rick, rickety yeah. cricket where well, he yes, just can do yes, it more and more disheveled yeah rickety cricket or you can do it like an arrested <laughs> development where fucking uh andy richter has like four identical twin brothers and it's just each a different ashley Schaefer. they're all named <laughs> ashley Schaefer. <laughs> we're the Schaefer brothers <laughs> It's like I heard what you did ah, to my brother's my BMW brother, dealer. Actually. I will not have that here at my Audi dealer. <laughs> feel it, feel it, my plums. And then there's the black sheep brother who's yeah. who's a Kia. It's a I sell Subarus. But yeah, like uh, I would definitely recommend. Like I just we need something quick. Uh, otherwise, I would say let's watch the whole thing, but uh, definitely would recommend uh, continuing with the series. It seems like it's it gets going. Um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's uh, Eastbound and Down. If you have HBO Max, 
It's a great one to to throw up on there, especially since it appears this is a little bit lesser known. Uh, I remember seeing ads for really? it when it was I on heard, the air. I feel like people, a lot of people have seen it. I feel like it's kind of uh, almost, I don't know, it feels like a lot of people have drawn on it, or at least um, things like it. Because I see a lot of it in a lot of comedy that I like nowadays. Probably It's weird it's saying that because it's only been, it's been 11 years. Yeah. That's enough time for it to be an influencer, be on, be on the gram. Of course. Yeah, 11-year-olds on the gram. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus. All right, well, that's that's probably going to wrap it up for episode 239 here, keeping it, keeping it nice and trim for you. Uh, we'll be back on stream 8 p.m. Eastern doing something. Not entirely sure quite what. Uh, we'll, we'll talk amongst ourselves and figure that out. Uh, but uh, that's the place to be. Twitch TV backslash Saturn Studs. You can check out our website, SaturnStuds.com, as well as... Well, that that website has links to everything. Our YouTube channel, social media accounts, all that fun stuff. If you uh, show us some love on your podcatcher of choice, we'll shout you out on the show. So uh, be sure to leave us a good review, as that does help us tremendously. And if, we, if you do so, and we don't shout you out, uh, sometimes I forget to check. So send like an email or tweet at us a screenshot of your review or you don't even just a screenshot of your review. Just like, Hey, I wrote a review. We don't need like to authenticate it. You don't need to hold today's newspaper (laughs) next to your fucking. What kind of credentials you got? I want, I want your first and last first pay stub. Uh, You'll have to wait. Go back to when you were a kid. Background check uh, to ensure that you are who you say you are. Yeah. Uh, But no, just, DM us Last your social, the social mother's maiden standard name, fair. you know all these. Your hometown, yeah. name of your first pet, that sort of thing. Those three crazy numbers <laughs> on the back of your mom's credit card, you know, just you know uh, the crazy no, just, stuff. Just tweet at us or send us an stuff. email, uh, soundstuds at gmail Be like, hey, I wrote a review. Uh, that way, I will go and I'll uh, I'll shout you out. Uh, yeah, because I can probably just see your username on your Twitter handle or your email account and be like, hey, shout this person out. I won't even have to read the review, but I will read the review because I will be appreciative yes. of the reviews. All right. So that's, that's all the, all the spiel I have for right now. So until next time, be well, stay safe. Party like it's 1995. Peace. Oh, wait, before we go, nineties winter yeah. starts next week. I'm pretty sure nineties month is next week. So we'll, uh, we'll uh, have yes. some, 90s themed fair for y'all yeah (laughs) be ready for some hot garbage jake is ready up for you we're watching code leoka that's 90s i was about to say isn't that oh (laughs) three no i don't think that's 90s i just want to watch some kids with large foreheads go uh, into the for my my individual pick this year um it's going to be a little bit unconventional but we have the means to watch it um, I like that's that's a that's a foreboding statement when the most important part is we have the means to watch it like there's a method you have to use it's not just click it on we gotta go somewhere some back channels. I mean it's click it on but it's it's specific things you have to click in a, in a certain sequence yeah, oh. yeah let's go through a guy oh is this one of those alley of 
We have to go to Columbus. Our guy in Columbus, he'll set us Is up. Is this the Blart the, side the of the moon? No, but like the, the with something nineties. It's it's a, a, making it sound a lot more exotic than it actually we'll is going to end we'll, up being. He'll give us the game plan after the after we <laughs> log off, so, sign off here again. He will stay safe, probably like it's nineteen ninety five. Peace. Bye bye. <laughs>